Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Matt Hinshaw. Did I say that opening fast enough, Mike? Uh, that was pretty fast. I felt like the Micro Machine guy. For those of you who are like under the age of 30, you probably have no idea what Micro Machines are or what the Micro Machine guy is, but he was a dude that spoke really fast for the commercials, and I loved him as a kid. Anyways, as you heard, there's my good buddy, my co-host, Mysterious Mike. Hey, how's it going, everybody? All right, Mike, so we're just going to start it right off the bat. Mike, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Hoplift. Uh, you know, it's an IPA that I got. Of course. You know, I like the IPAs. Dude, do you, seriously, like, do you ever drink anything other than an IPA? Uh, yeah, I drink, um, some stouts and stuff here and there and, and, uh, some various other kinds of beer, but, uh, you know, a lot of times it is IPAs. Yeah. Cause you're a beer snob. Just yes, admit it. I am. I am. I like the ones that taste like sawdust. They don't taste like do- sawdust to me. They're just bitter as hell. I, yeah. I can't stand IPAs, man. Yeah, I like it really bitter. I like the uh, stouts. I like my browns. I like my ambers. I like my reds. I like my occasional, you know, champagne beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Everybody loves Miller High Life. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I have a special place in my heart for some PBR um paps blue ribbon but uh yeah i don't know uh, that's just because you could buy it by the pitcher god i remember those days in college at long walks yeah. at asu man it was like five dollar pitchers or maybe even less than that i don't remember yeah we had 10 cent no nickel nickel beer night and it was uh it was PBR, but it was like in cups that were pretty small. Yeah, but, like I mean, the Dixie was, cups. Yeah, but it was only <laughs> it was only a nickel. I mean, yeah. Well, there was uh, the I was just reminiscing about this the other day because one of my coworkers is turning twenty one soon, or just turned twenty one, or something. And I was telling her, you know, you're lucky. You at least have two hours of drinking now. Back when you and I turned twenty one, they had what was known as the power hour because. Um, in Arizona, the stops serving at one o'clock in the morning. And so it was a known myth that when you, well, not myth, but it was like a rite of passage, I guess, where from midnight until one o'clock in the morning, you would go to a bar, you'd be standing outside the instant it hit midnight, you walk inside and you drink as much as you can in that hour. Yeah. 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 I think they still did power hours in places that have longer than an hour, but yeah. 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 They probably still do it here. They just call it the power two hours but anyways so i did mine at uh i i think the bar was called palapas if i'm not mistaken it was a ten dollar cover and then it was uh nickel beers and they were in the tiny little cups but you could order as many as you wanted and i don't remember how many i drank but i drank enough to feel it more than average yeah yeah i don't even remember what the beer was it might have been PBR, but I think it was probably something like Bud Light or it was a keg of some kind of cheap beer. Yeah, yeah, cheap beer. So, 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 Matt, speaking of that, what are you drinking tonight? Well, you know me, Mike. I am always boring as hell. 
Well, I guess for those of you who live in Arizona, I'm boring as hell. For those of you who can't get the beer I'm drinking, you're probably intrigued. But I, I, I'm on my old trusty of the uh, Four Peaks Kilt Lifter. Well, Matt, uh, didn't Kilt Lifter get purchased by a certain uh, big name company? And I, I think it will start getting distribution to all 50 states. Are, well, that's what I'm curious is when you start getting it. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Because, uh, yeah, they, they were purchased, uh, I think, a year or two ago now by uh, Anheuser-Busch, which kind of made me mad. But the owners of Four Peaks guaranteed that this is not going to change anything. I think they're still even there. They're running things. I think just Anheuser-Busch just is infusing them with a lot more money to be able to distribute their beers a lot farther and have more available. Like that's one thing I've noticed since Anheuser-Busch bought them. We tend to get a decent selection up here in Prescott, but not a ton. And now they have more Four Peaks brews in cans and bottles here than I've seen in the past. Now I'm not taking saying they have every single one of them, but they have more than just Kilt Lifter and their Stout and their uh, Hop Knot. They have a bunch more now, which is great. So I'm all for that. As long as Anheuser-Busch stays out and doesn't freaking make them change everything, I'm okay with it for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. All right, Mike. So since this is not the beer podcast, but we do like to imbibe a fair share, um, we have kind of a rough one to discuss today, but it is our very first requested film. The production company contacted us and sent us a screener. So, and we, you know, are going to do an unbiased review as much as they're probably going to hate us. But today we are talking about a little film called Clyde Cooper. Yep, yep. Uh, it, it, it is uh, awesome that we got contacted to review this movie. And uh, we're going to give our honest opinion about what we thought about it. All right, Mike. So with that ahead of the time, forewarning everyone and everything, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Go ahead and give us the rundown for Clyde Cooper. All right. So it's uh, directed and written by Peter uh, Daskaloff. Uh, it's uh, cast is uh, Jordi uh, Villasusa. Abigail Titmuth, Richard Neal, Aria uh, Servatis. And it is, um, the synopsis is a private investigator is hired to track down a missing girl on the run from a mysterious Silicon Valley corporation. And, uh, man, this movie is, it's pretty rough to watch. I don't know. It, 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 it's not that great. Well, Matt, at least you're being honest. It, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess the, when I watched it, I, if I was in a laughing mood, I would have been probably hilarious. Like I probably just would have been dying laughing. Um, cause it's, it's, it's pretty bad. The, I don't know. Just, just, uh, the, the, uh, the dialogue is very awkward. There's just, I don't know. The opening scene is just almost starts out kind of like a porn would. Dude, I thought the exact same thing. 
when I when I clicked play on that, I was like, "Hold on, did we get catfished? Did some freaking porn company send us a porno to review?" Like, I'm okay with that, but that's not really what we do here. And then you know, it started rolling into more and more. But seriously, the first minute, minute and a half, I I agree. I thought it was a porn because it just dives right into it. Although, although nowadays porn, they usually start out with a little bit of a story and then roll into the uh, sex scenes. This one didn't really have much of a story and just rolled right into a sex scene. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it definitely just started like that. And then, yeah, it, yeah. I don't even know where to, to talk about because there's so many things that it... Uh, um. Well, we definitely need to warn our audience and let them know this is a hardcore B-movie. It is an independent film. It is definitely, you know, funded by probably the actors, maybe some outside backers. But it's uh, this is not one that probably you would ever run across in a movie theater. That's for sure. Yeah, um, you can rent this movie on Amazon and uh, iTunes and the lot. This is what I guess back in the day Matt and I would call like a straight to video type movie. Uh, it might have been released in like a a couple theaters or a, a theater for a week or something, but uh, yeah, I, no, it's definitely it's a hardcore B movie. I mean, there's no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, you know, you got to understand understand that going into watching it, that the production value isn't going to be great. The acting was okay, a couple of them. Um, the acting helps, I guess, with the plot point <laughs> of the movie, which we'll get into later in the spoilers. Um, yeah, now, yeah I, I guess it kind of helps with some of the things. Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of work each other a little bit, the plot points and the acting and such. Um, the only thing, and Mike and I have discussed this a little bit, uh, the thing that I found the most redeeming about the whole movie is the story. The, the story isn't horrible. It's not earth-shattering, but it's not, you know, it, it's average. And I'd say it was just poorly executed. Yeah, yeah. For for me, the dialogue just seems so awkward. Um, yeah, it just uh, didn't didn't like flow really well, and it just didn't. I don't know. It didn't seem realistic. You know how? Uh, I guess when the first time I saw like, um, I guess any of Quentin Tarantino's movies, I was like, oh, these are like real characters. This was the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It it was. It was rough. The script was very rough. Um, yeah, like I liked I liked the uh, how it was like a film noir. You know, it's like the old uh, detective kind of uh, whodunit investigative like story. Like that's interesting, especially that is dealing with a topic that takes place in Silicon Valley, but. Even then, like his dialogue, when he's talking, you know, narrating the story, it still was kind of rough. Yeah. The thing that I thought was a little odd about some of that stuff was it seemed like this movie was shot more like a 
daytime soap opera. And then the way, uh, I don't know exactly, I don't know all the technical details, uh, but it just didn't feel like a movie. Like, I don't know if it was the, the, you know, how many frames per second it was shot at, or, and that might have been it. It might have been shot at, I don't know, 60 or 30 frames a second, and I was expecting 24. I don't know. But it just didn't seem quite movie-like, especially during those scenes where he's driving and narrating, you know, like the, or he's, he's you know, talking. And, See, and I'm wondering if they shot a lot of that with like a GoPro, because GoPros have, higher frame rates the newer ones i think you can adjust the frame rates but they definitely have higher frame rates and they don't have the best lenses on them and they're fine for reality tv and stuff like that but as far as trying to do a decent movie with them that's kind of rough yeah um man this is a this is a very strange thing to be bothered by but i'm going to talk about it anyway i think i have an idea what you're gonna say and it bothered the hell out of me too well, I'll be surprised if you if this bothered you too, but uh, the the uh, main character in it, the detective, every time he pulled into somewhere, he never parked straight. Oh no, I didn't notice that. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the other thing that the main character does constantly, and that really kind of drove me nuts. He he, but he doesn't like. So there's at least three times in the movie when he was parking, he never parked like in the spot, like. <laughs> And I, I don't know if it was some kind of joke or if that's just how the character parks. I don't yeah, know. I, I'm going with that's just how he does it because he's a private investigator and he can do what he wants, Mike. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that was part of the character. All right. Yep. Just like the thing that drove me bananas was how he was constantly vaping. Like no matter where he was. He was vaping. And I have to say, I think this is the first time I've seen a character in a movie vaping and vaping so damn much. Yeah, I I have to say that um, that is one thing I will give this movie credit. Uh, They were vaping like or the, the main character is vaping quite a bit. And I have seen many people who do vape. That's kind of how it goes sometimes. And you're like, man. Are you sure you should have quit smoking, kind of? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. One of my relatives vapes, like, constantly, and he doesn't really care where or when. And I think that's how the vaping culture is, or at least used to be. Now, I think they're cracking down on it quite a bit because, sure, it's not smoke, but it still smells freaking weird. Oh, yeah. Well, they have all those candy flavors and, all, like, fruit and all kinds of stuff. Apparently, they're going to cut back on all that stuff because they're marketing to kids again. Yeah, that was uh, that was unique, and I have not, to this day, seen anyone in any uh, mainstream movie vape. So, hey, they're, they're groundbreaking on that front. I will say, yeah, that was, that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, Matt, what, so there's a there's a couple so I love this shot like uh, they kind of call it the vertigo effect and um, I think they call it that because in the movie the Alfred Hitchcock movie Vertigo I think was the first time anybody ever did this and it's like the push pull uh, focus stuff mm-hmm. and I felt like it was used in this movie a couple too many times like I like seeing it but not over and over. I don't know if you well, I noticed. Didn't, no, I didn't even notice, but uh, see, now I'm going to have to go watch it again. 
<laughs> no, I didn't even notice. There was a couple, you know, different angles and things uh, that they shot at that were unique that uh, worked. Some worked and some didn't. Yeah, like, uh, did, did you see that um, that angle where it was like, there's somebody in the mirror and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of like, uh, all right, I, I guess you're kind of trying to be creative, but I don't know. It, it, it still, it seemed a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least they were, you know, I mean, that's one of the great things, I guess you could say about independent films and these smaller films is that the filmmakers aren't afraid to take risks because they don't have a big production company behind them saying it needs to look like this and you have to do this and it needs to, you know, so they can take those risks and if they work, they work. That's great. If they don't, well, then at least, you know, you didn't piss off the people funding your next movie. Yeah. Um, Matt, talking about the various parts of this movie, what did you think of the sound, like the music in the movie, like the score? It was very strange. Yeah. It was very, very, very strange. And I thought it was going to be, because at least in the synopsis, as you were pointing out, it's like a film noir, and we talked about it earlier, but film noir, kind of detective kind of e-film. I thought something like that, they're typically shot when it's dark and when it's rainy and you know it kind of has that stylized look to it and this was shot in the middle of the day it was bright and sunshiny yeah it was like broad sunlight the whole movie right and it didn't have big dramatic uh ominous almost music like most of film noir films do so i don't know if that was experimentation or if that was the only time they could shoot or i don't know yeah i'm not i'm not sure it it didn't work for me though. I'll I'll put it that way. Yeah. No. Mike, how does Clyde Cooper relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> Actually scratch that, Mike. You know what? This is way too much of a B movie. It's gonna be next to impossible. Don't don't worry about it on this one. We're gonna we're just gonna pass this one over. Is that all right? Whew. Yeah, man, I was uh, I was really on the hot seat right there, man. I I had looked and looked and looked. There, this is a very small movie, so not very many people uh, were a part of it. And I tried to re- look at everybody's relation, and it seemed like it was a lot of other B movies, and I couldn't find anything. I was even looking like levels deeper, like more of a seven degrees kevin bacon type thing where you're trying to find someone who knows someone who knows someone who was on a marvel movie and i couldn't (laughs) (laughs) uh, and i couldn't uh i couldn't do it um at least in the time that i had spent on it so i was uh that's a relief man thank you it's all good I, i it's all good we'll let it slide because i mean when i was looking up at the cast and things and i was noticing a pattern a lot of them are daytime TV soap opera actors and actresses and things. And I was like, yeah, it was just a lot of TV actors, not a whole lot of film actors. So I'll, 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 I'll be nice on this one. All right. So that means it's spoiler time. Okay. All right. So if you want to watch Clyde Cooper, 
without it being spoiled, go ahead and turn this off. If you would like to hear Mike and I go deeper, then uh, keep listening. And I'm going to let Mike uh, start off again as well. Okay, so for this, um, I thought the fight scenes were very um, odd because they were just super, like, it was like, it was like you started to see the fight and then it was cut and then it was over. Yeah, they were very, 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 very tight. Very tight. And that's a technique a lot of filmmakers use that don't have a budget for a lot of fight scenes and yeah. choreography and stuff. Yeah, and then when the... Uh, I'm sure you noticed this as well, Matt. When the bad guys arrived, it was, like, very jarring. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, it'd do this weird cutting thing, and I was like, ah, what, what just happened? Like, it was... <laughs> And they almost didn't even feel like bad guys, but they were, but they weren't. Like, they give you, like, uh, right off the bat, there's the dude that's in, like, a warehouse talking on, like, a gold cell phone that looks like he's a drug dealer or a pimp or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, there's our, there's our bad guy. He's just going to be a lower down on the pole, but he's, like, the pimp of these girls. And we're just going to work our way up to the, like, the main boss. And you really didn't, I really didn't feel like there was much of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, there's a in the opening scene, the, the 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 somewhat pornographic kind of sex scene. There's a there's a character in it who proceeds to shoot himself in the head, and I don't know why that was even in the movie. Yeah, they never explained why he did that. The only thing I could think of is that maybe they were trying to tell you that. Uh, these uh now here's the biggest spoiler for everyone this is the very end of the movie and it ruins it all but you know the it ties Spoilers. that front scene to it yeah it's the the women are all um sex hungry uh hooker robots and so that kind of makes sense i guess in the beginning but not yeah it's still i don't, I don't like is he like depressed because the only thing he can bang out is you know robots but he probably doesn't know they're robots he probably just thinks they're hookers i don't know it that whole opening scene could have been just chopped yeah um when uh our main uh detective guy gets picked up by a random woman and then dropped off like that was actually okay that was kind of funny like there's it, there's just some like things i don't know yeah and in the uh the whole stunt of him rolling down the hill and then the car slamming on the brakes, like at the very last seconds, getting to a stop. It didn't look great, but I've seen a hell of a lot worse too for this, you know, budget of a film and things. I, I thought it actually was okay. Yeah. And then, um, the, I, I guess out of all these odd things that happened in this movie, the oddest thing to me was these piano stairs. Come on, man. That was like one of the best parts. It was straight out of Big. And who doesn't love Big? No, I I, I love Big. Uh, that was very weird to me. That was just a weird... And like, when they ran up, it played certain keys. But when they were like running down, it was like they were jumping over keys. I was like, oh, come on. Well, I didn't like that they didn't light up like in Big. 
Oh, so that okay. That's that's what's wrong. <laughs> got it. Got it. I you know, should have spent those extra bucks on the the lighting for the for the keys. Yeah, get a couple LEDs in there, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, IKEA, you know? IKEA. Yeah, IKEA can do it all, man. But no, that that was a very odd odd thing, but from my standpoint, I think it was maybe like a security measure. I, I don't know, because you hear the people going up the stairs, and then like when the uh the hooker robot was like escaping and like running down the stairs, you heard her running down the stairs. So yeah, I, it I still guess was that's... weird, man. It still yeah, was yeah, very may- weird. May- maybe it was supposed to be a security measure. I don't know. I, it was weird. But and then the only other thing I think I'm going to complain about uh, was the there was some dialogue in here that was odd and sometimes repeated. And uh, this particular phrase was, what is this regarding? Does it does anybody say that? Like, I don't know. Maybe 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 in California. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, you know, one of the things that bothered me a lot but again, it's probably budgetary reasons and time schedules and things like that. But this is supposed to take place in Silicon Valley. And it clearly was shot in Southern California. Oh, yeah. Well, for them saying it was in Silicon Valley, I didn't really get the feel of Silicon Valley. But I mean, they didn't really show. There was no, uh, what, like, landscape shots, really. It was there mostly. There was one. There was Just, one of like downtown San Francisco, and that was it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And then it was just kind of tight, you know, just some driving things, and yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't a highlight of 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 the cinematography for sure. Well, all right, Mike. I'm I'm tired of having you tear this movie apart it's just it's brutal mike it hurts it hurts the soul it's okay though it's a b movie it was rough it was a nice attempt but um was there anything you liked in it um i don't know like i i wanted to like this movie too because the description's cool and actually the trailer for this movie is not terrible um no the trailer is probably better than the movie honestly i mean whoever cut the trailer they did a really good job yeah um i'm trying to think of something that i liked in this movie i i don't know it i i just didn't i don't know i just didn't really like it but there there was like some potential and i could see some things it just it seems like everything just didn't fall together very good and i mean this movie was probably only shot in a few days and i'm not saying that i could do any better making movies is hard but uh yeah i guess i guess that's it all right well on that note then mike how many reels do you give Clyde Cooper? All right. So uh, this this might end up being my lowest rating. Um, I give it one reel. Well, I, I can argue against that because uh, 
It is not your lowest rating. I I think you gave was it Mortal Engines? No, it probably would have been what was that that Tusk? What did I give Tusk? Was it Tusk? It might be Tusk because oh, I, I Tusk I'd was to, awful. I'd have to look it up, but I'm actually going through. I haven't told you this yet. I'm actually going through and uh, making a catalog of all the movies we've um, reviewed and the ratings we've done for them so that when we come to our awards in literally almost a month uh we can flip through them pretty quick like <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. it's just taking me a while i mean yeah it's just data entry but it's still it's not gonna anyways and i know that you have a half a reel somewhere but i don't remember what movie i'd i'd have to look it up again but All i right. thought it was mortal engines but it might have been tusk it's yeah. something it's probably tusk man i really hated that movie so so tusk i hated this movie i don't hate it but there wasn't very many things to like in it okay that's fair that's fair all right, Mike. Well, I am close to you. Um, I give it one and a half reels. And the reason for the extra little half or maybe the one, I don't know, is the story. I mean, I honestly think the story, if they worked it a little bit, they worked the script a little bit, had some money in there to do the production a little bit better. And, you know, I, I think the story has potential. And that's the one and a half reels for me. That's that's why I gave it. Because the story, it's not a great story, but I like the film noir aspect. I just, I think it was just poorly executed and the script was poorly written. So. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Mike, what are we going to talk about for next week? Um... I think we were going to talk about the M. Shyamalan Ding Dong movie, uh, M. Night, uh, The uh, Glass, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We're going to try and do Glass on Tuesday. And Thursday, aren't we going to do that uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie? Yeah. I wish you were still there, I think, is the... Uh, it's And it's on um, Prime Video, I believe, right now. Yes. Yeah. It's... Uh, I, I wish you were still here, I believe. And... I personally would like to see this movie a lot because I think it might be up for a bunch of awards soon because the critics really love this movie and it's, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, he's always a freaking powerhouse when it comes to acting. So for those of you who want to be uh, involved in our Thursday podcast next week, go ahead and watch that if you got Amazon. It's on there streaming for free on Amazon Prime. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, those will be the movies for next week. And, uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the real film nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at real film nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.